the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Fueled by Lucky Station. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. It's Tropical Storm Florence now, but still plenty dangerous with a lot of heavy rainfall, even if the winds are a bit weaker. A mandatory evacuation order has been put in place for anybody who lives within a mile of the banks of North Carolina's Cape Fear River and Little River. Meanwhile, officials warning that the storm could move inland, causing flooding hundreds of miles away. Noah's Steve Goldstein. As the remnants of Florence make their way into the southern and central Appalachians, Rivers and streams flowing out of the mountains will also experience moderate to major flooding. The details of this will become more clear early next week. At Vandenberg Air Force Base in California this morning. Two, one. A NASA satellite designed to precisely measure changes in Earth's ice sheets, glaciers, and sea ice launched into polar orbit from California this morning. Lifting ISAT-2 on a quest. And this is SRN News. Hi, this is Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM 1280, The Patriot. I'm often asked when meeting with prospective clients, does radio work? Absolutely, I say. And we have plenty of success stories to share. Listeners have more ways to listen than ever. They have our new FM signal in the West Metro, smart speakers like Alexa, and our free mobile app. Listeners are finding us, so let your business be found too. Consider advertising on The Patriot and see how radio will work for you. Call us at 651-405-8800. AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio for the Twin Cities. A very happy Saturday to you. Brad Carlson in for Mr. Mitch Berg and the Narn this Saturday in just a few moments right here on AM 1280, The Patriot. Weather-wise for the day today on this Saturday, very warm for this time of year. Sunny, a daytime high of 89. Tonight, clear an evening low of around 69. Tomorrow on your Sunday, mostly sunny with a daytime high of right around 87. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3, 2, 1. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is a Saturday as Mitch P. Berg out on assignment today. It is me, Brad Carlson, filling in. You can give me a call at 651-289-4488 if you'd like to discuss any of the topics we broached today. You can also weigh in via Twitter. That's hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. For any comments or questions regarding today's show content, as always, we appreciate you tuning in. And fear not, those who uh, typically uh, tune in to uh, hear Mitch, he will be filling in for me tomorrow on the Closer Edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network from 1 to 3 p.m. And that's good because... uh, Mitch Mitch always says uh, he loses interest in the NFL as soon as the Bears fall out of contention with the Bears are 0-1, and so let's be honest, they're pretty much out of contention. <laughs> yeah, Trubisky, they're up before it started. I, I was going to say, it reminds me of a certain Vikings quarterback out of Florida State when I watch Mitch Trubisky. Uh, Brad Johnson? No, Christian Ponder. <laughs> I feel the same way. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, But uh, all kidding aside, uh, Mitch will still take uh, still rejoice in the fact that he still has the Chicago Cubs, even though he probably couldn't name more than three people on the Cubs roster. But nevertheless, Mitch is like the Seinfeld mantra, we're rooting for laundry! So uh, kudos to Mitch, and we appreciate uh, his flexibility today. And uh, I tell you what, uh, I have on good authority that Mitch has kind of an outdoor gathering. I'm not going to say where Mitch is, okay? But he has an outdoor gathering in mid-September, like 85 degrees. I I think he did okay. So uh, we appreciate Mitch switching up, and I know he's 
glad to do it. But like I say, he will be in for me tomorrow. Uh, a lot to get to uh, on these particular shows. And I always feel like I say that when I start a show. Well, there's a lot to get to this week because there, there's a lot to get to every week because we're looking back at the news from the previous week and in the era of Trump and uh, American discourse. There's always, always, always a lot of news. Uh, that is for certain. Now, I uh, was on, of course, my regular show last Sunday, and I kind of did a uh, 9-11 retrospective because, of course, two days after that was going to be the 17th anniversary of the 9-11 terror attacks, which, of course, took place September 11th, 2001. And they they also happened on a Tuesday, and so it was one of those rare times where the anniversary also fell on a Tuesday. Nick, you certainly don't need to get any details, but do you have any remembrance of that particular day yourself? You're, you're, I'm going to guess a pretty young fella at the time. Yeah, not trying to sound too youthful, but I, I was in fourth grade. Okay, and I do. The only thing that I remember is teachers crying. Oh, sure. And everyone sure. kind of going, "What's going on?" And then not really grasping anything till I got home and talked to my parents. Sure, sure. You know that I, I, I remember being a, a young man of the, of that age and. And obviously, teachers are someone you look to to kind of be your rock. And I, I can't imagine being that age, seeing influential adults in your life, not being able to stay composed. And I'm not critical of the adults, goodness sakes. This is something we in this country have never seen before. So I'm not being critical. I'm just saying that how that must have shattered a lot of young people's worlds. So, uh, okay, I can do quick math. Nick, I have a pretty good idea how old you are. So you must be about 22. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm not that bad at math. So. <laughs> Uh, that's what I, people uh, for whom I, I, I work, because I work in finance during the week, are probably shuddering. It's like, is this the guy we hired to do it? Yeah. Anyways. But I, I bring this all up because, of course, this past Tuesday was the 17th anniversary, and there were a lot of uh, recollections, a lot of retrospectives, looking back, and, you know, hashtag never forget. In fact, somebody said on Twitter, I wish I could recall who it was. Somebody said on Twitter, they shudder to think, what it would have been like on t- September 11, 2001, if Twitter existed. Because you see how insufferable it gets when any there's when anytime there's a national tragedy. Everybody is quick to assign blame to somebody for this national tragedy occurring. Okay, and, and of course I refer specifically to, uh, say, spree killings, mass shootings. Right away, Republicans have blood on their hands. The NRA is a terrorist organization, literally, and I do mean literally before the bodies are even cold. So could you imagine what it would have been like on September 11th. It was bad enough where people were already blaming then-President George W. Bush for uh, coming in with his, quote-unquote, cowboy diplomacy, and and, and that's why uh, this uh, these radical elements uh, came after us. You know, and it, and it was just silly. So thank God for small favors. There was no Twitter back in, on September 11th, 2001. But I bring this all up, you know, and like I said, last Sunday— uh, fill in board op, Lee Michaels and myself, we kind of did a remembrance of where we were in 9-11. So I don't want to repeat all that. You can certainly listen back to the podcast. I mean, my my story isn't any more fascinating than anybody else's. I mean, everybody else has kind of the same perspective. They were all going to work, going to school, doing whatever, when all of a sudden, you know, here's where they were when they learned about it, and here was their reaction. I mean, uh, so... Like I say, you certainly listen back to the podcast. But, uh, Nick, I did send you some audio clips, so if you have those queued up and ready to go, uh, I will. I got a couple that I want to play. Uh, what really bothered me this past week was the fact that you had prominent figures, whether it be political, media, whomever, high-profile names, basically using 9-11 analogies on actually September 11th. I mean, there, there, there's typically a rule of thumb when having discourse about political issues. Number one, you don't invoke Hitler comparisons. I don't care how harmless or benign you think they may be. Don't invoke Hitler in any context when having a, when having a discussion about, again, political, social issues, whatever. Don't, don't do it. Just don't do it. And one that I think should probably be in your top five rules of, of proper discourse, don't ever use 9-11 analogies, period. But especially don't do it on 9-11. This isn't that difficult, folks. It's not. So 
in particular, uh, in this era of Trump, because Trump is who he is. You know, I've never defended Trump's coarse rhetoric and some of the things he says and how the the office of the president should be held to a higher standard when it comes to decorum. And for some people, the fact that Trump is so crass and is shattering norms, some people look that look at that as a feature, not a bug. I personally don't like it, and I will never accept that as normal. I won't. Absolutely will not. Will I give Trump credit where credit is due on certain policy initiatives and 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 diplomat and foreign policy successes? If there are any, of course. He's the president of the United States. All right? But I don't accept the fact that he says and does things the way he does. It, it just again, I don't like that the that the office isn't still held to that same standard, and it's not anymore. And again, we that's a whole other show as to why it's not anymore and why some people accept it the way they do, but we don't need to go down that road. My point in bringing all that up is because Trump is who he is, you have people trying to, quote-unquote, own him. That's kind of the new phrase in the uh, political vernacular. You know, uh, I'm citing this to own Trump. And in this case, you had high-profile figures using very tasteless 9-11 analogies to own Trump. And this first audio clip is from Senator Angus King. He's actually an independent out of the state of Maine, but he caucuses with the Democrats, so he's essentially a Democrat. Uh, Senator Angus King, I don't know where he was speaking, but uh, speaking on 9-11, go. That was, I would argue, the beginning of an attack that's continuing today. They used airplanes into towers. Now people can use the click of a computer key in St. Petersburg, Russia, to attack. It's an attack that continues, and it's the same kind of attack today that occurred in 2000. Okay. So basically, uh, Russian hackers, he's, he's, he's analogizing Russian hackers with those who fly airplanes into buildings. Okay? Yeah. And if you... So, uh, stunning. Stunning. Now, again, I don't want to dismiss Russian hacking as it not being a serious problem. It absolutely is. I'm not dismissing it at all. And, and the fact that our president has been flippant about it is unacceptable to me. All right, let's just get that on, on the table. But the idea you're going to use that analogy on 9-11 when that is a very painful date for a lot of people. I mean, there were 3,000 people killed on 9-11. 3,000 Americans were just waking up, going through their normal day. And how many... Thousands upon thousands of loved ones. You know, these 3,000 people had scores of friends, loved ones, who have a painful reminder of September 11th when that date rolls around. And yet you have a sitting U.S. senator saying that what they went through is what we American citizens are now going through because someone in St. Petersburg, Russia, gets on a keyboard and sends out some sort of virus or whatever or, or hacks into our election system. Again, the Russian hacking is is something that needs to be dealt with and it needs to be thwarted and we need to enhance cybersecurity. There's no question about it. But you're going to actually use that analogy on 9-11? Stunning. And uh, Joe Scarborough, who uh, apparently is on some sort of uh, kind of rehab tour, trying to rehab his reputation, because remember all the airtime he gave to candidate Trump? And now that Trump is president, he just slams him in every turn. And every time Scarborough slams Trump as dangerous to America, people always can go back at him and say, yeah, Joe, boy, isn't it it's too bad that uh, certain people within the media, <coughs> you, uh, propped him up, gave him all this free airtime? Huh. If only, you'd have, if only you'd have been that concerned about Trump back then, candidate Trump, which a lot of us were warning you about, but you didn't seem to heed warning. It's almost as if you propped him up so he could be the Republican candidate because he would be the easiest to beat. Huh, isn't that amazing? So it, it's so now I look at Scarborough's just over-the-top criticisms of Trump as just a way to, I don't know, maybe scrub his bad memories of actually propping him up. Who's to say? But uh, there, were, there were several bad analogies used on 9-11. Joe Scarborough, cut number two, takes the cake. You strip America of its ideas. Uh, forget about knocking down buildings in the financial district. Forget about running planes into the Pentagon. Yeah, 3,000 people. Those died. are tragedies, but those tragedies bring us closer together. America is an idea. 
you gut America of that idea, mm-hmm. that's when you do the most harm to America. Roger Cohen wrote that right after Donald Trump was elected. And unfortunately, 18 months later, across the world, you have people looking at a country that is saying they want to ban people from coming to America because of their religion. Not you true. have just this week Brett Kavanaugh, who wants to be on the Supreme Court, refusing to answer whether people should be banned from coming to the United States because of their race. Because it's not relevant. Uh, in his reading of the Constitution. And the accumulation of that, the retweeting of neo-Nazi videos, Charlottesville, uh, I mean, I could go on and on. What he said about uh, majority black countries, um, that is tearing more at the fabric of America than attacks on the Twin Towers did. We rebuilt from that. We became stronger because of that. Uh, but this is, seems to me a far graver graver threat to the idea of America. So there you well, have it. Bin Laden's miscalculation okay, always that he was right going to divide us with those. Yeah. Uh, okay, so there you have it. Uh, apparently... Uh, sitting president of the United States is a more grave threat to this country than terrorists who fly planes into buildings and kill 3,000 people. Yeah, that was a tragedy. 3,000 people lost their lives. Yeah, you know, it happens. But, you know, as long but we were unified after that. Well, there, there's so many things to unpack there. First off, um, Brett Kavanaugh not answering the, the, the question about whether you can determine whether people are allowed to enter this country based on race. It's not relevant. And I say it's not relevant because President Trump, for as clumsy as he was trying to implement his travel ban, was pointing out specific countries that had terrorist elements. Okay? Had nothing to nothing to do with Muslim religion. Had nothing to do with race. Okay? There may have been a predominant worldview that these people possessed from these countries that were a terror element. But... The Supreme Court upheld Trump's travel ban, not because they said, well, he has every right to to ban people from coming here based on race and religion. No, it had nothing to do with that. It had everything to do with these countries of origin and the president having the authority given to him by Congress to make these decisions. You you can argue whether it's good law or bad law, but the, this is this is my point. Joe Scarborough saying that our, our country's being torn apart. Well, you do realize that Trump is up for election in a couple of years. That's a, that's a great thing about a representative republic. You have people who represent you in the legislative branch and executive branch of government. You can vote them out anytime you want. Some of these countries who are ruled by iron fists where people are thrown into gulags for dissenting, okay, you can't do that there. But you can still do it here. And yet, yeah, does Trump say some things that may alienate our, our allies? Yeah, I, I'm sorry to say he does. But to say that that is somehow more dangerous to this country than people who hate our way of life. Again, Joe Scarborough, he may think he's trying to rehab his image and trying to make people forget that he allowed candidate Trump to come on his show ad nauseum and have millions in free media and all this free platform. But what he doesn't realize is he's diminishing his own credibility more and more with these just asinine, asinine chanting points. 651 289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, right here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. You're the first man to move me, yeah. You help me feel alive. Got me up from nine to five. MarksGuns.us is your destination for all your Second Amendment needs. For firearms or suppressors, check out MarksGuns.us. Their selection is expansive and their expertise is second to none. Mark's Guns should be your destination before you make your next firearm purchase. Log on and compare their prices and selection. With over 20,000 products, they're bound to have what you're looking for. And if they don't, they will find it for you. Remember the name, MarksGuns.us. For all your firearm needs, it's MarksGuns.us. Pat Boone here again, and I assure you, I have never before endorsed a pain relief product. Not until now. Not until Relief Factor came along as a 100% drug-free solution for people struggling with ordinary pain. Quite simply, Relief Factor was designed by doctors to help relieve those occasional aches and pains due to aging, exercise, and everyday living. Let me ask you, are aches and pains keeping you from sleeping through the night? 
or keeping you from taking those nice long walks or playing golf or tennis. You can't really call it living if you can't get around comfortably. The three-week quick start from Relief Factor may be all you need to lower or even eliminate these pains. A whole lot of people have already gone to relieffactor.com, and here's something you need to know. The majority of people who order the three-week quick start, now only $19.95, go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain, too. Go to relieffactor.com. Grab a cup of coffee and help Gallagher's Army at Lucky Station. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. You know Gallagher's Army provides financial assistance to the families of fallen officers when they need it most, as soon as a tragedy occurs. When you buy a cup of coffee at any Lucky's Station convenience store, they're going to make a donation to Gallagher's Army, the Fallen Officer Fund. There's a Lucky's Station store in every corner of the metro. Find them online at luckysstations.com. That's luckys with an S, stations with an S, dot com. Cups for cops from Lucky's Stations. Hey, have you heard about the Arctic Spa's Spa Boy? What's that, eh? It's a salt system that monitors itself and chlorinates when the sanitation is low in your hot tub or swim spa, eh? Yeah, Hoser, I talked to a lot of the other guys, and they said that salt stuff doesn't work. Of course they do, because no other spa company can offer anything like it. Like 10 years ago, everyone had some kind of salt system, and they all failed. The difference is that Arctic Spas went back to the drawing board, and now they got a system that really works, eh? Hey, you know, I also heard that if you just fill the tub up with insulation, it's a better way to insulate the spa. Yeah, if that was the best way to do it, wouldn't you fill up your house with insulation, too? If you have the best insulation on the floor, walls, and roof to keep the heat in, that's what's important. Insulation. Like, that's what makes Arctic the most energy-efficient hot tub in the world. Yeah, that's a big statement, eh? It is a pretty great hot tub. Visit Premier Pool and Spa in Chanhassen today and see what makes Arctic so great for Minnesota climates. Premier Pool and Spa, where we take fun seriously. PremierPools.com, eh? Welcome back, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. With me, Brad Carls. Thanks as always for tuning in. Six five one two eight nine four four eight is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag Narn Show, hashtag N A R N Show. As I'm filling in for my friend and colleague Mitch Bird, who's out on assignment today, but fear not, Mitch is back tomorrow in my stead from one to three p.m. And a uh, hat tip to Mitch Bird. This is one Tom Petty song we can actually play. I'm rejoicing over that. And what a fine tune it is. Hey, folks, I uh, want to remind you, got a uh, fantastic Patriot event coming up in less than six weeks. Yes, Thursday, October 25th. Radisson Bloom, All of America. It is the Battleground Talkers Tour. Michael Medved, Larry Elder, Dennis Prager are going to be in town talking about the midterm elections. Click on the banner at am1280thepatriot.com for the Battleground Talkers Tour. Find out how you can get tickets. VIP dinner basically sold out. I believe there's uh, two tickets remaining at Michael Medved's table. But otherwise, the VIP dinner is sold out. But you can still get a ticket to the main event, which is Dennis Brager, Larry Elder, and Michael Medved opining on the midterm elections. You're not going to want to miss this, folks. Again, Thursday, October 25th. Put it in your calendar, Radisson Blue Mall of America, and go to am1280thepatriot.com. Click on the banner. Get your tickets today. Uh, continuing our discussion about 9-11, and uh, it, it just floors me how people not only use 9-11 with – you. you as a crude analogy to the state of this country under Trump, but to do so on, to actually do so on nine 11 beyond the pale. I, I, I just, I, I speechless without speech, I guess you could say. Uh, there was also a cartoon that somebody put out where it showed a picture of two ballot boxes, you know, where you drop your votes in. Right. And they were shaped like buildings, like the world trade center. And there were airplanes flying toward them, and on the airplanes it said Russia. Hey, if you can use your imagination on that. Who 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 makes these editorial decisions, by the way, before these cartoons come out? Who who scrutinizes these things? Did, and what goes through your head to say, eh, you know, that eh, might be a bit cringeworthy, but boy, does it hammer home a chanting point that we hear at this point name your favorite publication, wants to get out there, yeah, absolutely go with it. There's enough hatred for Trump that it'll, uh, you know, it, it'll fly, and we, we need to placate the never-Trumpkins who are uh, 
who who are scurrying for safe spaces whenever Trump tweets or something. I, you know, seriously, I, I just I stunning. But anyways, we'll leave that aside. We've talked enough about that. As has become a tradition on Twitter on September 11th, uh, Ari Fleischer, who was President George W. Bush's press secretary on September 11th, 2001, goes through a tweet storm where basically he lays out via tweet what was going on just before the first plane hit the north building of the World Trade Center. And as other planes hit and as other reports came in, some of them false, but nevertheless, you had to take every report seriously because who could have conceived that there were four planes hijacked, two hitting the World Trade Centers, one hitting the Pentagon, and one that was heading to D.C. for either the White House or the Capitol building but was thwarted by some passengers on United Flight 93. I mean, that's so beyond the pale, but yet it actually happened. So therefore, any other subsequent reports, specifically six other planes that were not accounted for, that were hijacked, you you had to take those reports seriously. So uh, I, this may take me a couple segments to get through these, but it's a fascinating read. Go to and, and if you're on Twitter, go to Ari Fleischer's Twitter account and go back to well his first tweet on September 11th, and he lays out case by uh, tweet by tweet some of the key moments on September 11th, 2001. Again, Ari Fleischer, President George W. Bush's press secretary, uh, 6:30 a.m. Of course, this these are all in Eastern time. 6.30 a.m., since we were on the road at the Longboat Key Resort in Sarasota, Florida, and there was no senior staff meeting, I slept in until 6.30 instead of the usual 5 a.m. in D.C. It was a stunningly beautiful day. POTUS, that's President of the United States, would leave at 8.30 for a reading event at a local school. President Bush, always an early riser, was up, heading out for a run. A reporter from Bloomberg, Dick Keel, was also out for a run, and President Bush asked Dick to join him. It was a nice start to what seemed like an ordinary day. 7.59 a.m., American Airlines Flight 11 takes off from Boston's Logan Airport en route to Los Angeles. 8.14 a.m., United Airlines Flight 175 takes off from Boston, also heading for Los Angeles. 8.19 a.m., flight attendants on Flight 11 tell uh, report to ground personnel that their plane has been hijacked. 8.20 a.m., American Airlines Flight 77 takes off from Dulles Airport outside Washington, D.C., en route to Los Angeles. 8.30 a.m., the motorcade carrying the president leaves the Colony Beach Resort en route to the Emma E. Booker Elementary School. Note, I earlier tweeted the resort was named Longboat Key. The colony was located on Longboat Key. 841, United Flight 93 takes off from Newark Airport in New Jersey en route for San Francisco. Now, just kind of an aside there, you notice that all these flights are taking off from East Coast locations, whether it be Boston or Newark, and flying out to like the West Coast, whether it be L.A. or San Francisco. The reason is for, is obvious. Obviously, if it's a direct flight, those planes have the most jet fuel in them. Okay? It's a key, it's a key distinction. Uh, 8.46 a.m., American Airlines Flight 11 is flown into the North Tower of the World Trade Center. 8.50, as a motorcade pulled into the school, I received a page from Brian Bravo, an assistant in the White House press office, informing me that an airplane crashed into the World Trade Center. There were no iPhones back then. I had a flip phone and a pager. And just an aside, I remember in the 90s when I had a job and I got my first pager, how cool I thought those were technologically wise. And again, this is just 17 years ago. People were just using flip phones and pagers, all right? Just just, just kind of an aside how far technology has come. I got out of my car and approached the president to inform him of the news. He was shaking hands with school officials who were lined up to greet him as he entered the building. None of them knew the news. After the president finished shaking hands, Carl Rove told him, 8.50, everywhere the president goes, there is a holding room set up with secure phones so he can communicate in case of an emergency. He went into the hold and spoke to National Security Advisor Condi Rice. Condi didn't have a lot of information. The president told her to make all the resources of the U.S. government available to New York City if necessary. At that moment, it seemed to us it might be a small plane that went off course and crashed. The president entered the room where he was scheduled to read to the second grade children. The teacher was named Kay Daniels. Here's the scene. I was standing pretty close to the photographer who took the picture, and Ari Fleischer also uh, posted pictures 
of this event. And again, there, there was no TV. As far as we know, the adults in the school, not a lot of them knew of these developments at this point. 9.03 a.m., United Airlines Flight 175 is flown into the South Tower. Brian Bravo sent me another page telling me the second tower was hit. I knew right away it had to be terrorism. Here, and then Ari Fleischer posted a picture of him receiving that page. He didn't know the picture existed until a few years ago, and standing next to him is Mike Heath from the White House advance next to me. Continuing reading Ari Fleischer's tweets, he was the press secretary on September 11, 2001. When we come back in mere moments, AM twelve eight of the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Go nowhere. Are you thinking of selling your home, or are you a real estate agent who would like to sell your listings faster and for more money? If your property has a stained roof, dirty siding, or an ugly deck that needs a good cleaning, give Roof Shampoo a call. Hi, this is Chris with Roof Shampoo. We're your local licensed and insured exterior cleaning professionals. Roof Shampoo has been cleaning ugly exteriors for over 10 years. We have an A-plus rating and thousands of satisfied customers. It's been said that you never get a second chance to make a first impression. That's why staging the exterior of your home for sale is even more important than the interior. We use the safest, most effective cleaning system available. We won't harm your plants, trees, pets, or kids. Roof Shampoo will turn your dirty, dingy house into a top listing. Go to RoofShampooMN.com and see what we've done for homeowners just like you. While you're there, fill out an easy online estimate request form today. RoofShampooMN.com That's RoofShampooMN.com Message and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head? Comb it over? Wear a hat? Just stop. This isn't 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration expert, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to everyone who texts STAR11 to 85850. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part, Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let them show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text STAR11 to 85850. Ask about the Bosley Guarantee. S-T-A-R-11 to 85850. Standard's Triple Savings Sale gives you not one, not two, but three ways to save. Just buy a new furnace and air conditioner during the month of September and you'll get up to $900 in manufacturer rebates, up to $900 in utility rebates, and up to $900 more in discounts. That adds up to $2,700 in savings. Not to mention probably some savings in your monthly heating and cooling bills, too. If your furnace or AC is getting old or acting up, now is a great time to replace them with a new model from Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. You'll not only be able to relax knowing your home will be comfortable this winter, you'll also be saving up to $2,700 if you act during Standard's Triple Savings Sale. This sale is always hugely popular, but it only lasts three weeks. So don't let this opportunity to save up to $2,700 pass you by faster than you can say one, two, three. Learn more about Standard's Triple Savings Sale today at standardheating.com patriot. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Comfort you deserve. Welcome back, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network, with me, Brad Carlson. I'm still living with your ghost. Filling in for Mitch Berg, who's out on Lonely assignment today. Of the West Coast. But fear not, Mitch will be in for me tomorrow. I don't be One to three p.m. on Sundays. That's when I usually broadcast. But Mitch will be filling in for me tomorrow. With my big black boots and an Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight is the number to call. You can also use hashtag Narn Show, hashtag NARN Show for any comments or questions regarding today's show content. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, picking up where I left off, uh, Ari Fleischer, who was the press secretary for George W. Bush back on September 11th, 2001. Uh, he went through a tweet storm just going through key moments of that particular day. Uh, I left off where he had just received a page where the second tower of the World Trade Center was hit. Right then he said he knew that it was a terrorist attack. At 9.05 a.m., and again, these times are all Eastern time, 
Uh, Chief of Staff Andy Card does something I have never seen before or since. He walked into a live event and interrupted the president, whispering in his ear, a second plane hit the second tower. America is under attack. President Bush remained in the schoolroom for some five minutes. Filmmaker Michael Moore and others criticized Bush for not leaving immediately. Bush later said he didn't want to alarm the children or the nation by bolting out of his chair. Also wanted to collect his thoughts. President Bush returned to the holding room. He and the staff worked the phones trying to get more information about what was happening in New York City. Bush spoke with the vice president, Condi Rice, New York Governor George Pataki, and FBI Director Bob Mueller. Someone brought in a TV and were able to watch what the rest of the nation was watching. Dan Bartlett, Deputy Communications Director, was pointing at the TV. The president was on a secure phone. Again, this is a photo that Ari Fleischer had uh, had posted. 9.31 a.m., the president wanted to address the nation. The United States Secret Service was anxious to get him out of the school and onto Air Force One. A speech was previously scheduled to take place in the gym after the reading event. Bush went to the gym and addressed the nation. And uh, Ari Fleischer also uh, posted a YouTube video of the president's first public statement uh, on September 11, 2001. At 9.30, the president addressed the nation for roughly one and a half minutes. Many commentators criticized the speech for being an unsteady and because he used the word folks referring to the terrorists. Honest to God, just an aside here, it, it brings back memories of how nitpicky the press was. Even before President Bush declared war in Iraq and went to war in Afghanistan, some of the more controversial moves of his presidency. Again, this is September of 2011. He's eight months into his presidency, and they were already this petty towards him. And this was unprecedented. How did you expect anybody to react in this situation? That's why the media sucks. What can I say? (laughs) Uh, Anyways, 9.35 a.m., the motorcade departs the Emma Booker Elementary School for the Sarasota-Bradenton Airport to board Air Force One. And by the way, someone also mentioned that those kids in that classroom, those second graders, it's amazing how they're now about 24 years old and finishing college, okay? Which, that was only a little younger than you, Nick, as it turns out. So Yeah, it could have been me, really. Yeah, exactly. Uh, 9.37 a.m., Flight 77 is flown into the Pentagon. The president was told about it in the motorcade, either by Condi or the head of the Secret Service detail. Don't recall who told him. I, now, if you've watched some of these documentaries on the History Channel about 9-11, Condi Rice talks about the conversation with the president because you know Vice President Dick Cheney was already in, well, I think he was in Washington, D.C., and obviously they evacuated him to, secret bu- to a secret bunker, and President Bush wanted to come back to D.C. And Condi Rice said, sir, you can't be here at this time. The situation is too unsteady. You can't come back. Of course, the president wanted to get back to D.C., and and find out more and, and get to work and find out who did this and, and start discussing strategy. And Condi Rice told him multiple times, you can't come back, can't come back. And she finally got to the point where she was exasperated and said, sir, you are not coming back to Washington, D.C. and hung up the phone on the president of the United States. So, but again, in a crisis situation like this, unprecedented in our country's history, a lot of people get a pass for how they reacted to this. But in retrospect, I don't know of any presidential administration that could have done a lot better. I'm just saying. Uh, let's see, 9.37 a.m., Flight 77 crashed the Pentagon. I already read that. Uh, I later learned that two of my parents' friends lost their son, daughter-in-law, and two grandchildren on Flight 77, the one that crashed in the Pentagon. Uh, Charles Falkenberg and his wife, Leslie Winnington, and their two little girls, Zoe, age 8, and Dana, age 3, were lost. Uh, 9.45, we boarded Air Force One. Instead of going to my usual seat in my cabin, I spent much of the day in the president's office taking notes on what he did and said. As we boarded the Secret Service, uh, he told the Secret Service to be sure to get the First Lady and his daughters protected. Then he called Vice President Cheney. Sounds like we have a minor war going on here. I heard about the Pentagon. We're at war, Bush said. He wouldn't say those words publicly until 9-12 because he wanted to focus on those who lost lives. But that's what he was thinking. After hanging up with Vice President Cheney, President Bush turned to several of us in his office and said, that's what we're paid for, boys. We're going to take care of this. When we find out who did this, they're not going to like me as president. Somebody's going to pay.
9.54, Air Force One takes off, ostensibly for Washington, D.C. There was a debate underway aboard the plane involving the Secret Service, the military, and Andy Card about where we could or should go. We took off at an exceptionally sharp upward angle. Years later, Air Force One pilot Colonel Mark Tillman told me he was warned there was a possible sniper at the end of the runway. It turned out to be a Secret Service counter-sniper. It was the first of many false reports we would see, we would receive. 9.59 a.m., the South Tower collapses. 10.07 a.m., passengers aboard 90th, Flight 93, having heard about the other hijackings, try to retake the plane from the hijackers. The plane crashes into a field in Somerset County, Pennsylvania. And just as an aside here, my wife and I actually visited some relatives of hers who live about an hour outside of Cleveland. And where her relatives live in uh, Ohio is less than two hours from where Flight 93 crashed. And it's actually set up as a memorial. It's a Flight 93 memorial. I think that little t- little town is called Stoystown, uh, Stoystown, Pennsylvania. Stoystown, Stoystown, I don't remember which, but it's rural Pennsylvania. Uh, my wife and I went and visited there July of 2017. And it was, like I say, a a memorial, a a park essentially. And we the in inside the main area, you know, there's there's obviously there's a there's a gift shop, but then there's all there's televisions playing some of the newscasts from that day. And there's also little phones. You could pick up a phone and listen to some of the families submitted answering machine messages from their loved ones. Basically their loved ones calling, hey, I don't know what's going on. We're under attack. We're being hijacked. I heard about what happened in the World Trade Center. If I don't see you again, I love you. Goodbye. And it's just heart-wrenching, as you could probably imagine, just heart-wrenching. And you go into this visitor center at this Flight 93 Memorial, and it's just silence, as you would expect, because people are recalling the emotions that they felt on that day. And I post a picture on my Facebook page um, of, uh, I think, my profile pic that day. I was standing next to the... Each of the, uh, there were 40 passengers and crew members on Flight 93 who were killed when they overtook the plane and took it away from the hijackers and crashed it into the field. Uh, I post a picture of me, there's a memorial with each of the 40 names on it. Well, each memorial has a name, an individual name on it. And I stood next to the one, Thomas E. Burnett Jr., who was a Minnesota native, who was on that flight and made a call to his wife and letting her know, hey, we've got to do something. We're going to take over the plane. We're taking this back. We think it may be headed for Washington, D.C. You know, And later it was determined that it was probably headed for either the Capitol building or the um, uh, White House. So uh, anyways, that's just an aside. Uh, Ari Fleischer at 10.07 talking about the plane crashing into Somerset County, Pennsylvania. I was going in and out of the president's cabin. At 10.20 a.m., I was back. President complained about the communications equipment as many of as his many of his calls kept getting dropped. He said he had authorized the shoot down of airplanes if necessary. Now this I, I happen to see a YouTube video of the, video of this of uh, Press Secretary Ari Fleischer and Chief of Staff Andy Card, where the president using he, he had empathy for any young men who were asked to go up in fighter planes and possibly shoot down any passenger jets that were looking to crash into any other large buildings or whatever. And, of course, the president being part of the Air National Guard, when he was a youth, uh, couldn't fathom sending a young man to, to, to do something like that or a young woman to do something like that. But ultimately, yes, he did approve uh, of... Uh, authorizing the shoot-down of airplanes if necessary. The 9-11 Commission was not able to reach a conclusion, but they believe Flight 93 was destined to destroy either the Capitol building or the White House. They don't know which, but they believe it was one or the other. Imagine if one of those heroes of Flight 93 had not taken down that plane. Air Force One is supposed to have the best comms equipment. None of it worked well. We were barely able to watch TV. Reception came and went as we flew above broadcast towers. Even military circuits for the phones were overloaded. At 10.28, the North Tower collapses. 10.32, President Bush is on the phone with the Vice President, and he turns, uh, he turns to his malade 
and said, saying, a call came into the switchboard saying, Angel is next. Angel was the code word for Air Force One. Very few people are supposed to know that name. When Colonel Tillman, the Air Force One pilot, heard about the call, he posted an armed Air Force security officer at the steps of the cockpit. I must have walked past him a dozen times without realizing why he was there. Years later, Tillman told me no one was going to be allowed upstairs. It amazes me to think that he was so worried. He thought this could be an inside job, and he took steps to protect against it. A month or so later, we learned no such call came into the switchboard, at least not one using the word angel. A call did come into the situation room where an intelligence officer used the word angel when he transmitted the news of the call to the vice president. The VP also used the word angel when he told the president. One of the lessons of 9-11 is how much bad information made its way to the top. Normal filters that would stop info from flowing upward were ignored. No one wanted to fail to report a threat. The news reported a car bomb at state and that the mall was on fire. None of that was true. And you know, just another aside here, when I recall my own uh, 9-11 story in, in that when I was in my office and I was hearing, you know, everybody had their radios on, that was, for some reason, hearing of a car bomb in Washington, D.C., that was the moment, you know, after hearing about the uh, planes crashing in the World Trade Center, a plane crashing into the Pentagon, another plane crashing in rural Pennsylvania. Apparently, some hijackers were thwarted. And then when I heard about the car bomb, that's when I finally got the point, please, no more, no more. I don't want to hear any more. I, I can't take it. That's the point where I wanted to just crawl under my desk in the fetal position, as I often say. So uh, just a fascinating recall from Ari Fleischer, the press secretary in President George W. Bush's administration. Uh, we'll read a few more tweets when we wrap up this first hour, 9-11 Remembrance, right here in AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson, filling in for Mitch Berg. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Join Center of the American Experiment at the 2018 Fall Briefing, featuring one of the nation's most distinguished defenders of individual rights, Alan Dershowitz. Dershowitz will share thoughtful analysis of freedom of speech in an era of increasingly divisive and hostile political rhetoric. The Fall Briefing will be held October 1st at 7 p.m. at the Ordway Center for the Performing Arts in St. Paul. For more information or to purchase tickets, visit AmericanExperiment.org. That's AmericanExperiment.org. Have you experienced anxiety, fear, shame, and embarrassment from owing back taxes? Hi, I'm Kathy Hill, founder of Tax Tiger. If you happen to have unpaid or unfiled taxes, I'm here to offer you some hope. Tax Tiger can protect you from the IRS, release wage and bank levies, and negotiate awesome settlements. Above all, Tax Tiger is a company which operates based on Christian principles. If you have an IRS problem, call us today at 612-888-9522 for a free consultation. You can try Trust Tax Tiger to provide an honest evaluation of your situation. If we can save you money, we'll explain how and answer all of your questions so you'll know exactly where you stand. Call Tax Tiger today at 612-888-9522. You could be closer to financial freedom than you think, and you need a tiger on your side. That number again is 612-888-9522 or visit us online at taxtiger.com. Message and data rates may apply. Remembering when to change your fridge filter is a hassle. Remembering the right filter is almost impossible. So at Filters Fast, we have some good advice. Forget it. Instead, remember this. Text WATER11 to 443443 and check fridge filters off your to-do list forever. Get it all taken care of for a fraction of big box store prices with a Filters Fast brand filter. To see how much you can save, plus get free shipping, text WATER11 to 443-443. With a huge range of brand name filters available, Filters Fast is America's number one online filtration company. And you can get a Filters Fast brand filter for a fraction of the price, delivered to your door every time you need it. No need to remember. It's not a matter of if you need a fridge filter. Why not text to get it taken care of? To see how much you can save and get free shipping, text WATER11 to 443-443. That's W-A-T-E-R-1-1 to 443-443. If you could cook up the world's greatest radio station, what ingredients would you need? We'd start by mixing in high-quality, free-range wellness experts. Then we'd add in a generous scoop of the topics that matter most to you. 
Finally, we'd stir in a certified organic website full of helpful resources and garnish with a specialized mobile app. No, it's not some half-baked idea. It's on the air right now. Wellness Radio 1570, online at TwinCitiesWellnessRadio.com. Welcome back, Cam Twelve to the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson, filling in for my friend and colleague Mitch Berg on the headliner edition of the Narn. Thanks for tuning in. 651-289-4488. That's the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions regarding today's show content. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, continuing with the tweet storm put forth by Ari Fleischer, who was the press secretary for President George W. Bush on September 11, 2001. Of course, this past Tuesday marked the 17th anniversary of those uh, horrific terror attacks on American soil where close to 3,000 people were killed. Uh, let's see. Uh, here we go. The president si- uh, called Secretary of Defense Donald Rumsfeld and said, uh, we're at wa- uh, we're at war and we're going to find out who did this, and we're going to kick their rear ends, <laughs> basically. Uh, and then uh, Ari Fleischer then posted some photos of a scene of what it was like in the president's cabin. There was the president on the phone. There were uh, staff uh, staff members huddled uh, discussing strategy. And then a reporter for a uh, uh, Politico, uh, Garrett Graff, wrote a superb account of what took place on 9-11 by interviewing scores of people who told him their firsthand accounts. If you want to learn more, it is superb. And again, uh, that's uh, Garrett Graff, G-R-A-F-F, Garrett Graff of Politico. Uh, definitely check out that piece. Uh, when we boarded Air Force One, we thought we could return to D.C., but that was the last place the Secret Service wanted President Bush. After the Pentagon was hit, we were told there were six aircraft that didn't respond to the order to land, because you remember all the flights had to be uh, grounded. And I, I know I have friends and some relatives that live near the airport over here in South Minneapolis, not far from the Patriot Bunker, as a matter of fact. And they said that was the most eerie thing ever in the time that they lived in that neighborhood, was how silent it was for a week. I mean, can you imagine, eventually you live in a place like that, the aircrafts flying overhead just become background noise, not a big deal. But then to all of a sudden for it to cease for like a week, creepy. I, I, I can't imagine. So, okay, let's uh, them. Uh, so six aircraft didn't respond to the order to land. That meant six missiles in the air. When Flight 93 went down in Pennsylvania, we thought there were five, now five. A debate ensued about where to go. Pre- the president wanted to get back to D.C., the vice president and others said not to. The decision was made to go to Barksdale Air Force Base in Louisiana. At around noon Eastern, we landed at Barksdale Air Force Base. I remember telling the press where we were going and asking them not to report it. The Secret Service did not want the president's location to be known. We had a small crew of agents with us, and they, of course, wanted maximum safety. But as we were arriving, a local TV crew showed our arrival on live TV. Barksdale was in the middle of a major drill, and the local press was there to report it. You can't hide Air Force One, and there we were on live TV, which we saw on the Plains TV. How meta is that? Uh, I think I then told the press they were free to report our location. Well, yeah, by then the secret was out. Uh, General Tom Keck led the president into his office where the president made calls, and he prepared again to address the nation. He called Cheney and said, I think it's important for the people to see the government is functioning because the TV shows our nation has been blasted and bombed. Bush continued, government is not chaotic. It's functioning smoothly. We're going to get the, I don't know if I could say that word on the air, but um, basically it's a word for a child without parents. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Ari Fleischer then posted uh, photos of what his notes looked like that day. Uh, the president also told the vice president, it's the new war, it's the faceless coward that attacks. At 1240, it's not clear from my notes whom he said it to, but Bush said, I can't wait to find out who did it. It's going to take a while, and we're not going to have a little slap on the wrist crap. I think one of his more famous quotes, too, in the aftermath is, we're not going to shoot a bunch of missiles into a tent in the Middle East where all we hit is a camel in the butt. 
I think I'm kind of paraphrasing, but uh, that was one of his famous quotes. Kind of a little dig at Clinton, if I remember correctly. But anyways, at 12.55, Bush called Senator Chuck Schumer of New York, saying it's a sad day for America. Condolences go to everyone in New York. The government is functioning. We'll come together. God bless. And then he posted a picture uh, in, the, in the scene of General Keck's office. Uh, Bush then called Secretary of Defense Rumsfeld. It's a day of national tragedy, and we'll clean up the mess. And then the ball will be in your court and chairman, an incoming chairman of Joint Chiefs of Staff, uh, Dick Myers' court, to respond. Minutes later, the base commander told Bush that intelligence had just come in saying a high-speed object was headed for his ranch. Bush ordered its evacuation. This, too, turned out to be a false report. It was a crop duster. Again, I, I, you can't blame these people for being a little overly cautious, dare I say paranoid, given everything that's happened. So you, you look back now and you kind of get a chuckle out of it, but back then, serious situation, very much so. At some point while we were at Barksdale, I slipped out of the general's office to call my parents to be sure they were okay. They lived in a suburb of New York City. They were fine, and as far as they knew, we lost no relatives. They later learned about their friends, the Falkenbergs. They asked how I was, and as I recall, I told them that since I was traveling with the president, I was in the safest spot on earth. It never, it really never occurred to me to think about any dangers. When you travel with the Secret Service, you simply don't think about it. And again, there are scores of tweets after that, which Ari Fleischer goes by uh, just an, an account of that day, September 11th, 2001. Definitely go to Ari Fleischer's Twitter feed, read the whole thing. Absolutely fascinating, mesmerizing, and his attention to detail 17 years later is still pretty incredible. So from someone who was actually there on 9-11, with the president, that is, 9-11-2001, and what was going through everybody's mind that day, just a fascinating account of it, to be sure. So, our number one in the books, it is me, Brad Carlson, uh, filling in for my friend and colleague, Mitch Berg, who's out on assignment today. Mitch will be in for me tomorrow from 1 to 3 p.m., and so we are done with our number one. That is in the can, as they used to say in the radio biz. Our number two coming up in mere moments, right here, AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Talk to you in a few. All the doors and let you out into the world. Closing time Turn all of the lights on Over every boy and every girl Your life is an important one. At AM 1280 The Patriot, we're interested in hearing about how this station is making a direct and positive impact on your life. Each day, our station and our hosts enter your busy world of responsibilities, challenges, and a desire for personal growth. And each day, it's our wish that what you hear positively affects you and your family. We provide you a perspective on news that is truthful and timely. We may even be your main source of much-needed information that gives unique insights at just the right time. These interactions happen regularly, and we would love for you to tell us about it. Here's what we want you to do. Record a video message on your phone or camera and share your story with us. And for simply sharing your impact story with us, you'll automatically be eligible to win a grand prize of an Apple iPad Pro and an Apple Pencil. You have until October 23rd, so visit am1280thepatriot.com today and use keyword story to submit your video. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most, right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. When the need for senior care arises, there's no place like home. Your loved ones should never have to give up living at home. Visiting Angels will provide home care for your mom or dad at home up to 24 hours per day, including personal care, meals, and light housework. You'll select your professional caregiver with Visiting Angels. Look up visitingangels.com or call 877-374-LIVE. That's 877-374-LIVE. Franchises are available. Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care.
On September 17, 1787, the delegates to the Constitutional Convention signed that document, our great Constitution in Philadelphia. Thus, each September, we celebrate Constitution Day. And though the framers never imagined the cell phone, they did ensure your right to free speech and self-determination, which is exactly what Patriot Mobile is all about. Patriot Mobile celebrates the founding fathers and your values, and it is the only cell phone carrier that supports conservative causes like the Susan B. Anthony Fund, the NRA. Heritage Foundation will also providing you the same nationwide, reliable service with unlimited talk and text. For less money, no hidden fees. So in honor of that day in 1787, Patriot Mobile is offering all data plans for $17.87 for your first month of service. Plus, they'll send you a pocket constitution absolutely free. Make the switch today. Go to PatriotMobile.com forward slash Hugh or call 1-800-A-PATRIOT. Get unlimited talk, text, and data for your first month, $17.87 plus a free pocket constitution. Go to PatriotMobile.com forward slash Hugh or 1-800-A-PATRIOT. Let's celebrate the Constitution Day and support our rights one call at a time. AM 12. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.